Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now, for a lot of us, this past year, most of the management advice is focused on how to sustain productivity during the pandemic, particularly when some of us uh, view our productivity as being in back-to-back Zoom meetings, how many you can fit in a day, how many emails we responded to, um, even uh, for those of us who are perhaps parents are uh, being able to shuttle our kids to and from activities or school uh, without being too uh, long away from our desks. Uh, no, there's nothing in there about delivering valued outcomes for our business partners or our customers, employees, or even enhancing maybe our digital capabilities, communication skills, seeking out those uh, chance encounters we used to have with colleagues I remember those in office hallways or at water coolers or even taking the time to attend uh, conferences in person they didn't they've not existed or even go to, to virtual conferences where we can understand the latest things that are going on and make new connections with peers in finance and it got me thinking because i was able to have lunch with a colleague last week albeit outdoors in in the good old irish climate and it was the first time i think we'd had one I want to say 18 months, and it got me thinking how many else of us out there, when was the last time we had those casual coffees or conversations with colleagues, with peers, um, to share our experiences and uh, foster again those connections we used to have? Because it's those sort of connections that organizations rely on for us to be more engaged in our work in accounting and finance. And before you say that you've heard it all before, or even, oh, that's much more difficult now because we're remote, I challenge that and I challenge it maybe by starting with maybe let's appreciate again what are the benefits of trying to foster such connections and engagement in accounting and finance. If you think about it, it's helpful to colleagues, it boosts their self-esteem and not just their self-esteem, but also according to researchers, the esteem of the receiver, uh, the giver as well as the receiver. It improves employee well-being and reputation for, again, giver and receiver. And also, it's meant to reduce employee burnout and absenteeism as well for the giver and receiver. And there was actually some research in the Harvard Business Review that apparently these acts of kindness gives the better returns or benefits to the givers more so than the receivers. I didn't know that. Apparently, it's called hedonic benefits. And it comes back to there being a key ingredient of all of our well-being that has been sorely lacking perhaps this last 18 months. And it plays a huge role in social connection. Um, The authors actually found that giving compliments engendered a stronger connection, social connection, than receiving compliments. Because giving them encouraged people to focus more on the other person. Sure, receiving a comment feels great. But making a thoughtful, uh, genuine compliment requires us to think about someone else, their mental state, the behaviours they've demonstrated, personality, thoughts, feelings. Thinking about other people is often a precondition to feeling connected uh, to them in some sort of way. And the way the authors talk about compliments is they're like a social glue. They enhance connections, positivity in relationships, and making us all happier. Given that's all the benefits and that's the science behind it, how can you implement this knowledge now into your roles? It really comes back down to giving genuine compliments. And it reminds me of something Dale Carnegie used to say in his book, 
how to win friends and influence people, which is be hearty in your praise and approbation. And he doesn't say be false or use deceiving or deceptive flattery. It's it's hearty. It's got to be genuine. It's got to be specific. And that means calling out the impact the other person's behaviours or approach has genuinely made on something or someone else. There's got to be action and result. It also needs to be tailored to the receiver. So let's say it's your manager who's done something and compliment them. It's thank you for investing the time to teach me how to understand that performance dashboard and use it because that now I understand how the numbers fit together. I can interpret it better uh, for others now on saving you time having to do it or whatever. If it's a teammate, I enjoyed your presentation today, the insight you provided. Uh, and I've also heard many other people say that they appreciate hearing your perspective as well. Uh, you should definitely do it more often. That's another good one. Or for, if you're a leader, perhaps one of your team members. I love your creativity on that. The way you design that calculator and put your own time into it really helps that business case template that we've been developing. Speeds up time to complete so it's easier for the users or business partners. and also makes it an easier job for our fellow team members because they have to ask less questions. So you can do this by catching people doing something right and calling them out on it. I wish I did that more for my kids. But that's the joys of being a parent as well as a finance professional. Uh, there's always room for improvement. But we need to remember that praise is not flattery and flattery results in resentment. So compliments must at all times be sincere and honest. Just before we start wrapping up, there was uh, something else. I think it was called kindness rounds. It came up in one of the guest mentor interviews where finance leaders uh, in their team meetings were setting aside time during virtual meetings, Zoom meetings, where team members were free to acknowledge each other's works. What they were doing was putting aside a few minutes each week and it was just they were using it to boost morale, connection, uh, particularly uh, for those uh, that were fully remote. And again, I think that's something that could be applied maybe in the hybrid environment or even in in-person meetings. could be a bit uncomfortable, but just having an opportunity for people to call out and catch others doing things right during the week and talk about. And that's why we bring guest mentors on to the Strength in the Numbers show because they're sharing with us uh, what's keeping them excited about what's going on at the moment, what's working, what's not, their hard-won lessons, uh, things for us to avoid. It uh, gives us a chance to maybe try some things out that we hadn't thought about. And those interviews go out every Thursday. And uh, again, really appreciate the guest mentors in investing their time in, in sharing those with us. And also, likewise, uh, yourselves, this show keeps growing week over week, so we don't do any advertising. It means you guys must be recommending it to your friends and colleagues. I really appreciate when you do that. And as always, we're actually available on the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube and Spotify. So loads of ways to connect and benefit from the insights of the guest mentors we have on the show. So I think that's enough for me this week. Just want to say thanks again for tuning in and have a great week ahead. Stay safe, look after yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.